0: Uh, hey, folks, welcome to Older and Wiser. I'm Bob Bates in Los Angeles, joined by my friend Susan Sakura up there in Northern California. Uh, we like to look at surveys. So today, uh, we found this one in The Hollywood Reporter. The folks at Nielsen say, according to their survey, viewers today feel overwhelmed by too many choices. Boy, do I get that.
1: You know, my problem now is I don't mind having a lot of really good stuff to watch, all right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, you used to want more stuff. I feel like we almost have too much good stuff.
1: My problem with it, though, is that um, one show that you want to see is on this channel, and then another one is on that channel, or network, or streaming service. Right, and. It's like, I've got one thing here and one thing, and then next thing you know, you've got you've to pay an extra fee for each one of these because you're watching one show.
0: It can get very expensive to watch TV these days. It used to be free when we were young. Now, it all, everything costs something.
1: Everything
0: costs. 40, 46% of streaming consumers, people who watch like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney+, Plus, Apple TV, and all the rest, uh, 46% feel overwhelmed by all the shows out there. That's like almost half of the people who subscribe to these things feel like, whoa, it's too much. I can't handle it.
1: Well, the, I think the problem, com- for me anyway, the problem comes not from too much good stuff to watch, but the good stuff that I like. Um, I have to be more discerning now about what I really like. So I think that's been helpful as opposed to, well, I'll put this on because it's the only thing on. Yeah. Uh, you have to make a choice now. You have to think about it. And your friends, everybody's got something different that they like. It's very interesting. Friends will say, you should watch this, or you would love that.
0: And right, I, say, I hear that all the time, and my wife does too. And and she hears this from people who tell her, oh, you've got to watch that, uh, I don't know, uh, the movie about the French chef. That's really fantastic. And so that, that night at dinner, we have to watch the movie about the French chef. So we're influenced heavily by friends opinions and it all depends on which friend provides the opinion as to whether we're going to like it or not
1: well i will sample something i mean i've had a couple of friends tell me about things like somebody told me about the marvelous mrs mazel when it first hit the air and i didn't have the streaming service at the time and i do now and the person who told me about it uh was right i loved it immediately The yeah. oh- Whatever the first line was, I was in. Um, But that person has also told me about some other things, which I thought, okay, because that first suggestion was on the (laughs) book. Yes. But exactly, it's not always the case. And so I'm now, because there's so much also, I'm not, I'll give it maybe one episode or two. But after that, if they haven't got me, I'm out.
0: Well, good for you to give these shows an episode or two uh we have a tendency just because of the sheer volume of of possible programs we do a 5 minute test like we will we will start at HBO Max and we'll see there's three new things and we'll give each one 5 minutes if it doesn't get our attention next we move on and on and i feel like that's not fair to the people who produce these things because um often we find too that you don't get into it in the first five minutes. Sometimes the good stuff kind of builds slowly, and you get into it in the second or third episode, and then it can become your favorite show. You you
1: have a point there, but there's something like Succession. For, you know I love Succession.
0: That's a great example. Did that grab you immediately in the first I mean, five minutes?
1: I, there was no way I wasn't going to watch the second episode when yeah. it was on. And there was no way I wasn't going to stay around for season two after season one. And I almost went cuckoo when we didn't have, was it season three because of the (laughs) pandemic? Uh, Here's
0: another interesting uh, bit of information. Deadline Hollywood reports that one third of U.S. Netflix subscribers share their passwords. Now, I always thought this was a flaw in their system to let you somehow share your password with your kids or your friends who don't live in your house, but they don't have a good way of stopping that. So people have been doing it for years.
1: You know what? I really think at some point you have to stop counting the nickels and dimes and get them into the tent. And I think that's what they're gonna
0: find. Maybe that you're you're probably right. That is probably their philosophy is that we're losing some money, but we're making so much money. Well, you're getting eyeballs on the screen, and that's the point. You give it away for a while. It's like crack. You give it away for a while, sort of let people steal it, you know, taste it, enjoy it. Then they all get hooked. So all these kids, by the way, uh, this is very popular, this sharing of network password, Netflix passwords is very popular among kids. You get them sharing it, and then eventually they can't share it. They're going to buy it. Because they love it and they're hooked, but if they never tasted it, they would never purchase it in the future.
1: Probably true. I would have used the um, example of like famous Amos cookies, (laughs) not crack. You would have gone for cookies rather than crack. I get you. See, see what kind of see what kind of tumult we're living in.
0: (laughs) Sixty-four percent of respondents say they pay for and use Netflix uh, in their own household, while thirty-three percent say they have some. Sort of sharing that they're doing either I with their
1: sharing things, and I've actually sh- I've shared with somebody on uh, one situation. I've exchanged um, one outlet for another that they didn't have, and so yeah. we just. I think what's happening is you're paying one rate, and there's probably X number of outlets you can have in a house. Yeah. So you're going to that regardless of whether you're using them.
0: I think that's what they can do if they feel really feel the need to limit it is to you know allow but- just so many playing at one time, you know, and, and then that limits how many people can use it. Don't
1: discard the other thing that's happening here. We said you're getting eyeballs to the screen, okay, and people are sampling and they're enjoying things and becoming, if, if in your words, addicted, which is, I don't argue with that. People are also talking to their friends, so there's that word-of-mouth advertising that they can do or not. They can do advertising if they want, but they pay for it. So if they advertise, for instance, if somebody like on Prime TV shows you what they're going to show on, and they advertise on like CNN, okay, mm-hmm. um, then fine. But I think my saying something to a friend and saying, "Hey, have you seen?" I don't know how many people I've. My friends are tired of hearing me tell them to watch Succession, but the ones who have said. Wow, it's really good, you were right.
0: More eyeballs, that's what it's all about. All right, uh, let's talk about food for a while. We love to talk about food. Uh, A few quick surveys today, as reported on the website mashed.com, we're gonna talk about bagels, pizza, ice cream. But first, um, those labels, those labels on the foods you buy in the store. Uh, specifically, I want to talk about like organic and cruelty-free. Do we read those labels, and do we even care, Susan?
1: Yes, if something is labeled organic, I want to be able to trust. At some point, you have to trust the system.
0: You do at some point have to trust the system. In our Ralphs, we have a whole vegetable section that's all organic, and the prices are about 20% or 30% higher. And then there's the other section, which isn't labeled anything. Now, I don't really honestly... Know the difference. What's happening with the organic? Do they not use pesticides? Is that what it is?
1: Pesticides and chemical fertilizers. Oh. Um, they use more, you know, natural. Growing methods. And, uh, you know, I, I can't vouch for everybody and every farmer and every product, but usually it's not stuff that's, you know, a chemical that has to be blended together and, you know, it's fine and it's clean and it's safe, but safe, but what are the side effects of the chemical?
0: I will uh, say that we do purchase um, organic milk, uh, 2% milk, and, and honestly, not because. It seems safer. It just lasts longer for some weird reason. The organic milk doesn't go bad as quick as the regular milk. I can't weigh in on that. I don't drink milk. According to Food & Wine, people tend to care more if the product is cruelty-free than whether it's organic or not. How do you feel about that?
1: absolutely do. If I, it, I will pay a little more for my eggs. I mean, granted, you know, I live in an area where the eggs are pretty plentiful and, and fresh and wonderful and all that. But, uh, yeah, I will. If it's cruelty-free, uh, you know, unless it's a tight week for me financially, um, absolutely, I will. I'll buy six eggs instead of 12, and I'll buy the organic ones or the, you know, I want to know that the chickens ran around. I'm, you know... <laughs>
0: And had a happy life. You want your chickens to feel.
1: They, they've even said I've I've read things that say that they're you know if with the stress of being crunched in and not having enough space to, to breathe and run around and they're just you know until until they produce
0: whatever. No, I know not- you listen. You got to be nice to your to your chickens. Actually, interestingly, my daughter Chloe uh, lives in Texas, and yeah. she just this week purchased three chickens to put in her backyard.
1: A lot of people do
0: that. Yeah, and she's going to harvest the eggs. They're hens. You know, she's going to harvest the eggs. And and she's just in heaven feeding the chickens. And she bought a chicken coop and all of that. And so cruelty-free, these chickens will be for sure. In fact, (laughs) she sent us some pictures. They actually have little toys, uh, little uh, chicken toys that they can play with in their coop.
1: Uh, now wait a minute. They're in a they're in a coop. How many of them are there? In there's, a still,
0: coop? there's three in the coop, and they can go outside too. You know, she lets them out and roam around the yard during the day, and then she at night she they live inside the coop, and they all sleep together on a little pole that's uh, that's inside the coop.
1: Here's the question: Has <laughs> she tried the eggs yet?
0: No, not yet. So that that's the big exciting uh, next step. So we're gonna or- fight.
1: I'm going to bet, if I were a betting woman, I would say she's going to say that these eggs taste better.
0: Two of Chloe's chickens will be laying brown eggs, and one of her chickens will be laying turquoise eggs. I have no idea what kind of chicken that is.
1: Yeah, they do. You know what? There's uh, There was a piece on a on that Sunday morning show on CBS, which I love, and they did years ago. There was some couple that was raising chickens. I think it was in, like, Bolinas or something, out near the ocean in Northern California. And the egg, when you saw the eggs, they were... Different pastel colors. There was a blue and kind of a green. Not bright, but just really soft colors. And I thought, oh, that's
0: kind of interesting. It's kind of like Easter eggs.
1: A sort little
0: of. bit. Oh, okay, yeah. there you go. All right, uh, well, there's nothing cruel about a bagel, I guess. At least we hope not. A survey conducted by YouGov reveals that 62% of people prefer eating their bagels one half at a time. So now we're talking how you like to eat your bagel. Do you like to have it one half at a time, or do you smash it together and create a little, you know, a little sandwich out of it?
1: Um, if I'm having it in a really good deli and they've got like a whitefish salad to put in there, then of course it'll all be together and I'll just look like a pig eating it. But, <laughs> in fact, um, I have gotten to the point where if I have a half
0: a bit, bagels are large. They are large. It's a lot. And, and the bread is dense. So if you bite the top and the bottom together, there's hardly – got to have a lot of cream cheese in the middle to, like, make that mushy enough to chew up.
1: I'll take mine because I'm not going to eat, you know, I'm not going to eat bagels like, you know, I'm going to beat the clock here and I've got to hurry up and get these bagels. <laughs> they're going bad. However, what I will do is I'll have – if I get them at the store, I'll get them and I'll slice them in half and then I'll freeze them.
0: Yes, freeze your bagels. Oh boy, that's a great tip. I forget. I don't think to slice mine in half before I freeze them. I just go ahead and freeze them, and they're sort of pre-sliced. But I always have to pry the two sides apart. Good idea. Cut them all in half before you freeze them. Beautiful.
1: Same thing with with bread. If you get a loaf of baked bread, I love it when it's fresh baked and it's not sliced. But if if I want to have a couple of slices, if it's right out of the oven, and then. Put the rest of it in the freezer. I'll slice it because to try to slice frozen bread is nuts. Okay,
0: let's talk about pizza. According to a recent survey reported on on mash.com, 25% of respondents from the Northeast in the U.S. say they fold their pizza. 18% of those living out here in the West do that. But the folks in the Midwest say, no, 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 no. Only 6% would even consider folding a slice of pizza do you full? Are you a folder or are you are? Are you a flat eater?
1: Oh, I fold it because if it's if it's loaded with stuff, and I usually get vegetarian pizza because I'm not a big meat fan at all. Um, but you know that's just me. But if I, I want mushrooms and I want the artichoke hearts and I, you know, whatever it is that's on there that's healthy, I don't want to drop it all all over the place.
0: By the way, do you like thin crust or deep dish better?
1: Uh, I prefer thin crust, but I I don't mind thick crust. Um, But yeah, I I mean, thin crust is great. But if you're going to load the pizza up with a lot of, especially if you get a vegetarian pizza and you load it with a lot of vegetables, those can get heavy. And then you definitely have to
0: fold it. Uh, Yougov also asked about that, by the way. Uh, 47% of the survey participants preferred a thin crust, while 31% of the survey participants preferred a deep dish pizza. So... Nainer, nainer, thin wins. There you go. Thin pizza is the best, officially.
1: I don't understand also people who, if you really like pizza, do you eat your crust?
0: Well, I think the people don't eat their crust not because there's anything wrong with it. It's just a lot of bread without the good stuff, without the cheesy, saucy stuff. So I don't think there's, again, not a... There's no ethical dilemma here. It's just how much uh, bread do you want to eat that has nothing on it? So I say, if I'm hungry, I'll eat the crust. If not, I just leave the crust. I never,
1: almost never leave the crust. I don't care whether it's thin, whatever. Truth I
0: like is, it. I almost I never leave the crust either, especially on the thin crust because there isn't much of a Not
1: that edge. much pizza. Just gobble it. Uh,
0: like, and I don't okay. want to leave a mess on the plate. But, well, I don't. that I'm not going to worry about. That'll I was be- taught to clean my plate. Uh oh. Well, okay. Looking- <laughs> let's let's talk ice cream. YouGov also found that seventy four percent of women like to consume ice cream year round. Sixty three percent of men like to consume ice cream year round. Seventeen percent say they will only eat it when the weather is warm, and seven percent do not eat ice cream at all. I guess the reason not to eat ice cream at all would be lactose intolerance. Otherwise, I can't imagine why people would not enjoy the deliciousness of ice cream. What is wrong with them?
1: 24-7, and don't worry about the lactose intolerance, because if you're with somebody older, they have it too at that point. If you're home alone, who cares?
0: Yeah, I think I would I think I think would take any sort of medication to be able to eat ice cream. Ice cream is one of my all-time okay. favorite things. By the way, chocolate's the winner in terms of favorite flavors, with 17% of the vote. Uh, vanilla comes in in second place with 15%. Strawberry, butter, pecan, and mint chocolate bring up... The rear.
1: I like uh all of those except I'm not a strawberry fan.
0: Okay, let's talk about eyes. The online eyewear company Lens Store did a survey recently of two thousand of its customers to find out which celebrity eyes do we find most attractive. So they ask all their folks and they put pictures of these folks' eyes up and so I'm gonna give you the results. We'll start with the men. We're going to count down from five to number one. Okay, so here is, of the men, here is number five. Tell me what you think. Uh, Oh, there you go. Can you see that? All right. That is Cristiano Ronaldo. He is a soccer player, famous soccer player. All right, nice eyes. Nice. What do you think? Brown eyes. Okay, number five. Number four, uh, this is Bruno Mars. You know, I think these almost look like girls' eyes, sort of.
1: I was just gonna say the same thing. That does not look like Bruno Mars'
0: eyes. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's very—he like looks very young. He must be pushing forty, but he looks really good. Uh, here's your—here's one you'll like. Do you know who this is with the blue eyes? He's one of your favorites. I'll give you a hint: the UK. Go ahead. He's a royal. He's a royal. Oh. Uh, Prince. William.
1: William. Oh, okay.
0: That's Prince William. Yeah, number three.
1: I tend to like blue eyes, but okay.
0: Okay, you're a blue eye girl. Uh, Here we go. This is a young guy. I'll give you that. Uh, You know who that is? He's Uh, number two. I don't know who that is. That's Harry Styles. He's got those gray-green eyes. Yeah, nice eyes. Fun guy, good entertainer. Okay, so here's the number one... Male eyes. See what you think. Describe them for me and see if you know who that is. I look like a light hazel
1: eye almost. Um I don't know. I I can't tell. That I mean, is Paul Rudd.
0: He yeah. uh he also was, as you know, a people's sexiest man of the year, I think, in twenty one.
1: Now, if you had put up the late Paul Newman's eyes, I probably would have known this. He had. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah the old folks are easier to recognize than the younger people. That's right. Yeah. I okay. Think I just- <laughs> let's let's look at the ladies now. Um, here is okay. That is with the blue eyes. That's Margot Robbie. Okay. Isn't she beautiful? I think she's a very, very pretty actress.
1: Now, remember, with the women, they can use eye makeup. They can use
0: eyeliner. Oh, and yeah. Can- oh, and yeah. we're going to see some here. Here's, uh, here's, this is Zendaya.
1: Okay, Zendaya has a little too much mascara on for me, and I would not use such a heavy black, uh, under the, especially on the underlid. Uh, I'm just
0: criticizing the, the makeup at this point. <laughs> but, if, <laughs> but the eyes, I think those eyes are very pretty and beautifully shaped.
1: Her eyes are pretty. She doesn't need that much makeup, but if she's performing, she might.
0: Okay, so if you thought that was too much makeup, I don't think you're going to like this one. These are the, uh, this is a sort of a cat eye look, and that's a
1: growing going up to her eyelid
0: that's, her rib- that's Ariana Grande she's number 3 in our list wow and she's she's a beautiful girl beautiful girl she's a beautiful girl um with or without makeup i think uh those pictures seem to show her with a lot of makeup all right uh number 2 i like this actress
1: okay yeah that's, that's nice that's
0: Scarlett Johansson
1: uh-huh okay
0: you're unimpressed. You seem unimpressed with Scarlett's eyes.
1: Yeah, I mean, yes, but I'm looking. I guess because I'm another woman, I'm looking at the eye makeup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can I can agree with their assessment on the number one female eyes. Say whatever you think of this musician, this uh, singer, artist, um, songwriter. Um, she does have. Very uh, beautiful blue eyes. And I think it's, you can't really argue.
1: Yes, she does. have. She almost almost has a blue eye that, and I don't know, again, because the picture could make a difference, but um, she almost reminds me of the blue eye that they always said, like Elizabeth Taylor had violet eyes. And every time... Elizabeth Taylor, I've looked at a million pictures of her probably. I'm exaggerating, of course, not literally. I never saw the violet, but I could see where people might think it's like a blue violet. A maybe. blue
0: violet. Do you know who this is? Can you tell who that is? I
1: can't.
0: Singer, I songwriter. She's very, very popular. She just she writes about her ex-boyfriends all the time. Who is she? Grammy, Multi-Grammy award-winning singer. Taylor Swift.
1: Oh I'm that's another.
0: Taylor. It's hard to tell. It is it funny that you that we aren't able to discern who a person is just by looking at their eyes? I would have thought a celebrity we'd be able to look at their eyes and know exactly who they are. <laughs>
1: younger, newer celebrities that I don't follow as closely, perhaps, although um, Ariana Grande, I I do like her and I've seen her do a couple of things and I
0: really kind of watch
1: now when she's on. But um, and Bruno Mars, I love I love watching. He's great,
0: right? Super talented.
1: Yeah. But um, I don't know. You know, the thing is, you know, these people, if they're if they're performing on stage you don't see them as close up as if they were movie stars. For example, Elizabeth Taylor that I mentioned, everybody said she had the violet eyes. But the point is, most people saw Elizabeth Taylor on a big movie screen, so when there was a close up, you really saw her eyes. You were in <laughs> face, okay? That's right. Whereas- Ariana Grande is um, performing on a stage. They're not just going to take her eyes. She's at a piano, or she's at a she's doing things, and you're going to see the whole picture. You might see a shot of her face from one side or the other, but they're going to move the camera around because she's performing. So I think that I think that works in.
0: I also wonder how many of these uh, star celebrities col- use colored contact lenses to enhance the color there of
1: their eyes. would be another thing too, people do that.
0: of our respondents revealed that they think that eyes are the most important uh, feature when they're interested in someone. Yeah, probably. When you met Skip, did you look into his eyes and go, those are some good eyes?
1: Look into his big blue
0: eyes. Yes, I did. Uh, 31% admitted they will make eye contact with someone to let them know they're interested in them romantically. I suppose that's kind of a common common thing.
1: You know, because I think when you look into someone's eyes, you know, the eyes are the windows of the soul and all that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's making you're not going to stare at somebody's mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. If you're really talking to them,
1: I really and like you're the interested
0: in them, you want to get the feedback, and the eyes are the way to get the feedback.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to stare at your left ear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. That's about it for us today, folks. We're glad you joined us. Uh, Susan, uh, your final thoughts for the day.
1: Final thoughts for the day. Oh, fold your pizza. <laughs>
0: okay. Fold your pizza, especially if it's got more than one ingredient on it, I think. Absolutely.
1: Yes, yes,
0: yeah. yes. You might lose it in your lap.
1: And don't bother with a fork and knife. If you want to go to a pizzeria and you ask them for a knife and fork, if I own the pizzeria, I'd say you want to go to the place down the street.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for all the stuff that matters when you're 50 plus, visit us at olderandwiser.com. We're glad you joined us today. See you next time, Susan. Thank you.